guys, thanks for listening to another great episode. Oh man, this this past weekend I literally had the pleasure of seeing something that uh, is near and dear. A uh, bit of a disclaimer right now. Um, I am going to be talking a little bit of something I grew up watching and details of it came out uh, out of the blue. They came to like literally um, fields all around for this one. So yeah, uh, the film I recently watched is... Uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, which is somewhat a reboot of the late, uh, early 90s Chippendale's animated uh, animated series, but it's more of a uh, classic retelling of how the characters uh, recently developed themselves and how time progressed over their uh, field. So, of course... Uh, this is just a review. I am not going to spoil it because, I mean, this is a lot to talk about. So you may want to forgive me on this one. So, of course, uh, Chippendale, uh, classic Disney characters, uh, back in like so many odd years, uh, will always have the dynamic duel of them being mysterious little chipmunks that were like doing whatever they want to do. Like, um, messing up with Mickey and his scenes or messing with Donald in uh, a pond or a Christmas tree and all that and then l- later in years uh, because Disney wanted to trust been totally new that they uh, decided to do sorry, trying to do a animated series uh, for Chip and Dale and they gave them Rescue Rangers which does have the dynamic duel being in the same with end quote uh, a gadget or gadget I think it's gadget uh, a mouse who has an intelligence of a scientist who actually puts together inventions uh, zipper uh, is this wonderful little tiny fly who uh, helps him in many ways and his voice pattern is literally like a <laughs> And uh, Monterey Jack, which is this huge rodent, uh, 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 thick with an, I think, Irish accent. But his main weakness is, and literally it's in, in his name because he's named after a, a type of cheese, is dairy, cheddar, mozzarella, anything that deals with cheese is his main weakness. So yeah, I mean, uh, with these characters like gave us like these uh, mini afternoons that we have, other than uh, having Darkwing Duck, uh, Goof Troop, and Gummy Bears, uh, these things literally gave us like this wonderful afternoon growing up on. And even so, when Disney decided to you know grow up uh, the uh, thing compared with the other stuff that's happening in the 90s uh of course uh there was always a major change and all that but this film uh literally takes us back where how chip and dale grew up knowing uh, one another back in grammar school and to the progression of them going to hollywood uh they find themselves in doing small roles as usual uh definitely there was a few scenes that came from like TV commercials, uh, scene from Full House, which they uh, digitally add themselves in, and uh, when they mentioned they have their big break, of course, uh, we always got ourselves monitorized by <laughs> the Chippendale uh, theme song. So, yeah, uh, 
for that being said, uh, the reason why uh, supposedly the cancellation, uh, because based on the film, uh, the reason being is that uh, Chip, Chip is like uh, doing this uh, new series that was supposed to be a uh, playoff of the episode Double uh, O uh, Monk or Chip. And that was like literally like a spy-like uh, episode or spy-like series uh, for that whole thing. So of course uh, that propels uh, Dale to you know break away a friendship, which gives them many years later of not only seeing uh, their progression, but seeing how it goes. Um, how we find uh, Ch- Chip? He's doing conventions. And a lot of named, uh, named characters, uh, I like to say, has like brought in the field. Of course, I will not state the obvious, but even so, I will. But during the flashback, we find ourselves with Three Little Pigs, Roger Rabbit, uh, so many others. Uh, and then we get to the convention. We see Le Meur, uh from Beauty and the Beast, uh, Tigra. Uh, from the uh, men- uh, the mentioned animated series, The Avengers, uh, Earth Mightiest Heroes, or I think it's um, United They Stand. Uh, that would be back in the late 90s. And of course, uh, in a parody, uh, which we already know that th- this character exists, because good old Paramount, uh, we have Ugly Sonic, <laughs> which... Um, just recently found out that uh, they didn't require the rights but they made the character altered so many times from the original design that's based off of Paramount they altered enough to have him in the scene being voiced by a actor I believe to be in the presence of saying like yeah this actually was happened that this actually was a character that was made and, and to be honest it, it's true I mean if I was a uh, Disney in many ways, I find ways to not only incorporate the product, but to get the license and the permission of the original owners, which is another company to provide that way. Of course, there will be negotiation involved, but uh, of course, if there was another way around it, there is, of course, the parody, which throughout this film has already, already been notified by that one. So, of course, um, the progression of how we're seeing two different lives. One, uh, being of a convention uh, lifestyle, still honoring his fame and fortune, and, you know, provides his uh, look. We see the other one uh, being Dale, being a mild-mannered salesman who literally, like, enjoys the life, the sweet life of not you know being too glamorous uh still feeling like an everyday person and enjoying the the fine life that he brought himself to so of course uh with the whole situation with that one um they find out that their friend monterey is in trouble and they're trying to wait or try their best to make sure that he's a-okay he's good and all that but at the same time, there's like literally bad blood between Chip and Dale that we've noticed in the film. So of course, uh, with that being said, we are propelled in a misadventure of many things. 
uh, them trying to figure out what happened to Monterey, what's going on, what's this and that. And then we soon discover that the villain is a much older, fatter Peter Pan. Which, uh, in truth, that's, uh, that's actually a, you know, a, uh, that's a twist in the, the uh, turnball, if I have to say so myself. Because, um, when we grew up, we always assumed that, uh, animation or animated, uh, characters don't really grow older. Uh, the styles change in many ways. Which, you know, it's like other than, you know, called a reboot or a revive. But at the same time, um, yeah, I think that this was a progressionary tale that this character decides to, like, grow old, get fatter, get a little, you know, older. And the progression of how we saw Peter Pan was, like, you know, literally a, a young man uh, of refusing to grow up. So, of course, uh, years were not great for him, and he finds himself doing parodies of his film to just go ahead and do that. At the same time, uh, he finds out that parody films were more of a uh, gateway of not only retaining their style of acting, but, you know, also kind of like to revamp their original story. So, of course, you know, chaos ensues, and it turns out that Peter Pan was the villain behind the whole story by altering uh, characters that's in league of this whole thing. Of course, there's like twists and turns on another person in the film, uh, which is an original character for the film, who played by, I believe, Kiki uh, Lan. Uh, so she plays the detective in the film and literally a huge fan of the original uh, Rescue Ranger series. Uh, of course, uh, when we get ourselves to a uh, factory wall of things that's happening, there's so many plethora of original characters from Disney. It's like literally itemized process right there. It's like you see Jiminy Cricket's uh, hat and his cane. You see uh, Ah Real Monsters, which is a Nickelodeon series. Jimmy Neutron's hair is literally in there, and among other things as well. The reason why I'm only stating the obvious ones, because if I literally look at this film one more time, I'm not only reminded of the cartoons I have watched over my years, but also I have a nostalgia of wondering, like, that's in there, that's on there. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't remember that. I can't believe I can remember that one. So, of course, uh... In a progressionary work of this, uh, we find out that, of course, uh, Peter Pan had to accomplish, uh, pretty much bringing us our uh, 90s, 80s vibe of all this film, as well as having our actual villain uh, transform into a plethora of different characters mashed up into one. Uh, of course, we have... Uh, the arm of, I believe, Zerg or something close to Zerg. Uh, leg, just like Woody uh, from Toy Story. Another leg of a Transformer. And, uh, oh, that, believe it or not, there is a lot, and I do mean a lot, a lot of 80s, 90s, uh, 2000-ish vibes out of this whole film. So trust me when I say, when you see this film, on Disney Plus with three-year subscription, it's definitely worth the 
popular uh, look to it because it's literally like nostalgia 101 for, from beginning to end. So, of course, uh, we have Record Route's arm on the villain. Uh, definitely a body of some sort, but the face and the texture is not only the texture being Fat Cat from the original series, but the cuteness of the Aristocrats uh, kitten uh, in there as well. And of course, you know, it's it's literally still a buddy-buddy uh, series. It's still cute. And of course, uh, cannot forget that Disney has so many uh, twists and turns in this film that this is literally what I, I best describe from the other reviewers uh, from here and from their point of view is that this is literally like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2.0 because not only you're adding uh, real texture, real life settings in the film, but you're also providing the voices, the animated uh, characters involved, and it's literally like having, um, it's like literally doing Sonic, but amp it up on nostalgia, <laughs> like way up, because not only you get to see other characters as well, you also see other versions of different things added in this film. I mean, this thing literally d did felt like watching a Who Frame Roger Rabbit 2.0 because there was a lot of Looney Tunes reference, uh, Disney reference, Nickelodeon reference, uh, Hanna-Barbera, and of course uh, Funimation, which is this uh, 80s company that I think it already uh, originated uh, a long time ago. Long, long time ago. And uh, I think it was defunct later on, but uh, I think it was uh, under the subcategory of Hanna Barbera, I believe, at one point, I think. But even so, um, watching this film does give Nostalgia 5, and oh, oh, oh man, this this film is literally something to work forward to. Plus, the talented work of John Marlani, Malani and Adam Schaumburg. Uh, these guys are talented comedians. Uh, but even so, the direction how this goes through, it's already cute and adorable. And to bring a series back, it's already like, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's already like hidden the feels for an adult who tries to remember his childhood in one simple sentence and this this is already one simple sentence for me so uh not to mention the talented uh voice talents that is actually provided in there uh props because i heard it was jim cummings the original voice for chip and dale voiced the uh, high pitch po point of the film and it is always a pleasure and distinct feeling of knowing that not only you have wonderful talent voicing uh, the original characters, but you actually have the official original individuals who also have brought the voices and the characteristics of these characters coming into the film. So, of course, props and huge high worship praises on these people because 
these are the individuals that not only grew up giving their voice to a generation, but it's another generation uh, to come to talk about them saying like, hey, uh, I remember when I was young, I remember hearing uh, these characters and all of a sudden it is fun. So, of course, uh, in, in many ways, uh, it's because of voice actors, uh, like many people, uh, gives other people voice in a way. Um, I would honestly admit it's because of them I find the courage in my later years to start doing podcasts. So, uh, again, huge props, praises to everyone who, uh, in a way, contribute a uh, talented advice and talented uh, praises on them providing you know helpful tips so that being said uh i do thank you guys for listening to this episode uh many more are coming out of the way uh i just graciously want to thank whoever's listening to these uh, podcasts because these are like literally my hand work to everyone and high praises for those who are actually listening because I've I've really reached a, a totem to where thankful for everyone who's listening and appreciating so as always uh, to end and this is I wish you best safe be safe out there uh, be well in many cases and until the next episode see ya Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 that is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20 yeah just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up Until then, thanks for listening.